So um, I see you chilling. Like a villain, <laughs> that's what's up man so um yeah now nah, it's good to see that you um definitely staying healthy and stuff because i've been keeping updated with the posts in the group and stuff like that and um you're spreading a lot of positivity to others as well keeping everybody else motivated and inspired and that as well so um it showed that you a soldier because even through what you going through you still taking time to um bless everybody else and stuff like that so i want to commend that man you know, that's what it's all about. You know, we can't help each other. That's fucked up. Yep. You know, you know, so we got to keep it real. Yep. So, um, even on, you know, just on that vein, that's what, um, had me start this podcast because, um, you know, the diary of a tired black man is, is ultimately about, um, you know, keeping it real, a little platform to express, um, things that, we see going on just in the world around us and um and some things with us personally so one of the cool things is we've been able to segue into this sort of soldier series um we had um freedom unique um short circuit you know the father of the little soldiers we he chopped it up with us a few months back and um which was quite insightful and stuff so um so now which is kind of crazy we're getting blessed with yourself now big swole because not only do you come in from not not even necessarily a music and a and a health and lifestyle aspect, but then you got the um the sports and the wrestling and, and the af you know, all of that sort of stuff. So um this this should be a pretty cool conversation now. I mean look, you know, my whole thing is about empowering people, not only physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. And that's where I'm at in my life. Yep. So we've been to give us a little um start, how did you um how did it start for you, man? How did it start for Big Swell? Um, you, I, you know, I, we did a bit of reading up, and we know that you um you started playing football and stuff first. You you know you play professional football. You've um so um how about you tell us a little start? How did the journey start for you? Well, I was um I was all American football player. You name it, I made it, and I was recruited by every university. Okay. Every university of Michigan, Yeah. first. Yeah. So I went back to this 
start playing football full the time, and then I hooked, then I hooked up with Percy, you know, and the name of the soldiers in 1994, 95, and uh, you know, I became a personal trainer and bodyguard, and so that's how I started. Okay, well, they've actually made a mistake on um, Wikipedia. They got you, um, I think, listed as Master cousin or something, and saying, oh, you know, Randy. Uh, <laughs> You know, with no limit, they they think with no no limit. Definitely a big family, but they think everybody no limit. That's the P cousins. So. <laughs> no, you're not you're not cousins. You're not cousins. You're not cousins. You don't have that cousins. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, so you say that was in about '94. Or I mean, it's interesting because with the wrestling, I've seen a few um, I think pictures and some early video clips of you in um New Japan and stuff like that. Did yeah. you work any of the early um like wrestling territories in the south and and No I didn't. You know, let me tell you why. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you asked that question because when I got into the wrestling business, the last thing I wanted to do was a job. Okay. I didn't want to make I didn't want to make the white boys look good. And what they did, what they wanted me to do was go into the ring, beat the shit out of white boys and let the white boys win. And yeah. My very first, my very first match I ever had in my life was with one of my best friends. God bless his soul. His name is Frank Anderson. And anybody knows that Frank Anderson was a dog from Sweden. He was like the Luke Ferrigno of the Swedish movie. Okay. And he's the only Swedish to ever win a gold. I think not a gold medal, but a medal in wrestling. He was he was a Swedish guy. And Frank Anderson was my roommate. In wrestling school, and so when they came to me, they said, "Look, you're gonna work for AW. My first wrestling match was AWA with Vern Diamond. Vern, okay, so AWA. quite a big. That's a big yeah. promotion, yeah. Yeah. So anybody know about Vern Diamond? <laughs> he's the one that developed, you know, a hold in the gym. He's like the godfather of wrestling because it wouldn't be no. Well, I think it was them that had the movie, The Wrestler, back in the day and all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And so that was my very first, I used to work in AWA. And so uh, I did a wrestling match with him, and he popped, and they told me they wanted to punch him in because they were pushing punch, you know, be the sweetest, you know. So then I got a phone call over to Japan, and they wanted to punch Hashimoto. I mean, Hashimoto. And Hashimoto was like, look, you know, we're going to do this match, and it's going to be. I did, you say, I've been one of the very first mixed martial, uh, martial arts in New Japan. In wrestling. Because I, yeah, I, had, I had gloves and he was wrestling. And they wanted me to leave to him. So yeah, I said, cool. Hashimoto was a big deal. So I lost to Hashimoto. So then I put down the phone to Hashimoto. wanted me to fly to Japan and Australia. They want me to beat the shit out of the fucking superstars, but they want me to lose. I'm like, man, fuck yeah. that. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that shit. So did yeah. did you did you did you always have not like an issue with um not like wrestling being a work, but just um how the business was at that time where they was I guess booking the black wrestlers because. We hear about, like, there was a big lawsuit, I think, at one point in WCW and stuff, and they were saying in the South they used to book the black wrestlers quite bad and stuff as well, and uh, yeah. where, you know, people got tired of it and stuff, because they were saying, you know, they were tired of not seeing no black folk win, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, uh, I wasn't, I, I didn't want to be part of that shit. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was six foot six, two hundred eighty-five pounds. Young blue chipper. Yep. You know, and, and I mean, and people say, "Oh, big smoking wrestler." Let me tell you something. When I joined WCW, I didn't go in as a wrestler. I went in as a third. See, I went, I went in there for a punch, kicks, and punch. Didn't mean the clothesline. That's what they wanted me to do. I mean, I trained with the World War. You know, I trained with Kirk I trained. I can wrap my ass up. Well, I think that's you know, crazy because, that's you know, and, and but, but, no, okay. I'll let you continue. No, go ahead. No, because what, when I joined WCW, they didn't want me to wrestle. They wanted me to be a thug. And you have to remember, you know, I came out the fucking audience. Of course, exactly. <laughs> and, I would. I jumped out the audience and she started whipping ass. And, um, that, they didn't want me to wrestle. They didn't want me to do the, you know, the, the wrestling movies. And, and they came back to haunt me in my future. I mean, it makes yeah. sense at the time. Because when we hear, it, especially a lot of stories about um, WCW's booking, it was like things of that nature where, you know, they you know, were literally telling people what stuff to go out there and do. And, it, you know, in terms of the character stuff, definitely as well. Um, you know, what... what you, 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 I'm guessing you had worked with Kurt before, like, um, yeah, in Minnesota. Okay, was a friend. yeah, so yeah, I'm Kurt, the Kurt, when we did the Northern Associates, Kurt Union, the one came up with the rap crap. Okay, um, <laughs> and he came, and he came up with the one to take in the face. And, let me tell you something. Oh, wow, I, I, love, I love Kurt, yeah, I've always been a big Kurt. I love Kurt, nah, yeah, I love Kurt, that, that was my and. Me and Bobby Duncan Jr., we played college football. Oh, wow, okay. Was, Bobby Duncan Jr. was an all conscious player at Texas, he's outside linebacker. And we knew each other from football. And I know the Wyndham brothers, you know, let me tell you something, this is something that a lot of people don't know. If they would have told me to join the West Texas Rednecks, I would join it because they don't have so much fucking fun. Yeah. Man, they, they were having, they made us look crazy. I mean, did, did they actually, um, knowing them guys like that, did they actually hate rap music? <laughs> no, they really didn't. <laughs> they, 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 they was having fun with it, you know. I mean, I, I'll admit, I love rap music and I love No Limit, but I still pop for some of the stuff they were doing, man, because it, it was funny, man. Let me say, if somebody were to call me right now, they say, you know, we want you to come to the rap of crap and you'd be a black guy. I would do that. I want to Because they was having so much they was having so much fun. And the the, the killer part was we we were supposed to be the good guys. Exactly, we exactly. The they were the, they were supposed to be the hills, but they were getting, you know, they were getting the rub ready, and, so And I mean everything everything just went daylight. I mean, do you, do you think that's why the program didn't it didn't run that long? I, I remember, you know, P being around the stuff for a bit, and then they had you doing the tag stuff with Rey Mysterio, and um, you had, you know, which is which is quite interesting because you you went with Ray when he didn't have the mask on and all that stuff as well. So um, that quite historic in its own right as well. Okay. And I was gonna say as well, just on a, on another note for credit, you guys kind of gave birth to the filthy animals after that because that came after yeah, the No Limit right. Soldiers, you know. It came after us. Yep. And I, and you've been amazed. I've been around for at least ten years, 
and I get messages from young rappers like, hey man, I still need to be jumping up in the audience with that gangster shit. That was crazy, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you, when gangsters start fucking niggas up in the ring. I mean, it was, cra- it was crazy because was, even myself as a fan. Myself as a fan now, I I had always heard your name on No Limit Music and stuff through Pete. So it was like, because I mean, it's like earlier you mentioned like V90, Pokey and stuff. And you know, you listen to some of the old No Limit sound. A lot of the artists used to rap about V90. They used to rap about Pokey. They used to rap about Swole, you know. So um, I, like me being a wrestling fan and a No Limit fan, when No Limit came in, I was I didn't know you had background in the wrestling business. So I just thought, oh shit, this nigga done bought like, or the goods into the business, and then the way that you came in as well. So, um, that was pretty, you know, unique as well. Yeah, because when we first joined, I told them, I said, it's just what you're going to do. And then he's in Washington, D.C. And I said, look, I'm coming out to audience, and I'm going to jump across the barricade, and I'm going to start doing fucking clotheslines and punches. And I was like, I want to do some gangster shit. Yep. I want to do some shit that nobody's never done before. Because when a wrestler usually get introduced to wrestling, he comes down the runway and making the music. No, I want to come up the stand. So the whole gimmick was Big Swole don't know how to wrestle. You know, nobody knows that I was great important from the early days from you know New Japan, New Japan and stuff, yeah. You know? And so it was, you know, and it was kind of ironic because you know I still remember me, you know, first you know like we watching wrestling and. Um, I think it was Ray Mysterio and Conan was going, we body body and ride and ride. Exactly, yep. And so, and, and so I looked at Pete and I said, hey, Pete, man, we should take advantage of this shit. He was like, what? I said, man, I can get us in WCW. And his whole world was, man, you, no, you can't do it. No, I, don't. I said, man, I, I can make some phone calls, you know? So uh, I made some phone calls and you know, we flew to Atlanta and I met with, um, you know, you guys remember, we walked into a room and we sit at the table and I'm walking in and there's Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, <laughs> um, Dusty Rose. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Kevin Nash, yep. you know, and then, I mean, um, you know, me and Malico. Wow. Uh, Legends of Hall of Famers, yep. And I'm like, wow, and it was like, it was like four real into the wrestling. He wants you to, he wants you to, uh, you know. And let me tell you something. It's so amazing that, you know, people to this day still say, man, I'd love to see you get back into the wrestling. Yeah. You know, we all know, we all know that Master Peter's the wrestling something. House of Glory uh, wrestler. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it real. There would never be no more number seven to do. Not a good thing. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm just speaking. I'm speaking 100, and I'm not trying to hate on nobody, you know. But I'm at the point in my life where I live on a farm, you know. I like my horses, I like my dogs, you know. I live a very peaceful life, and to me, the no limit to it is just one thing. No, I, I talk. I talk about. It, I talk about that you will never see this one again. It's part of the. I mean, I. On that note, before we move on from the No Limit Soldiers, I want to ask, um, who was your favorite, you know, to work with within the group? Because you worked with, um, was it Chase? Um, Chase Tatum. Chase Tatum. 
Jay Satan was he was he Brad Armstrong was he and Brad Armstrong? Yes, Brad Armstrong. But you know, people are chasing the same guy who became uh, what's the brother out of Atlanta, um, the rap group. Um, he was getting ten bodyguards for a long time. Uh, Andre three thousand. Outcast. Outcast. He was he was for ten people. Outcast. Okay. You know, and that's the same Chase Tatum, but out of wrestling, you can look. Brad Armstrong has to be my favorite person. Okay. A week before Brad died, I talked to him. You know, and, um, you, know, uh, you know, Brad Chase and, you know, me and Ray Mysterio, you know, it was all business. You know, you know, you know, all these friends. We're friends, but, you know, we don't, yeah. we don't call each other for no Christmas and shit. I, I you know? hear you. I mean, you you know, um, I still remember the iconic finishes and stuff when you used to have Ray up on your shoulders and then, um, Right. He'd come off and do I'm the first person that ever did that. Yep. <laughs> we called it Jesus Christ. And nobody nobody's done it since. They didn't peep it. Yeah. Nobody's done it. I tried to do shit for people to remember. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. I would have loved to work with me, Jack. I mean, what, what, I'm glad you said that because, um, I could pull, try and pull the clip up and find it, but there's a clip um, on YouTube um, where some guys, they speaking about a, a story, and they say they claim apparently WCW wanted to bring New Jack in for the No Limit Soldiers stuff. And um, I, tried, I tried everything. I tried everything to get New Jack. Crazy. They just wouldn't sign it. That's crazy. They wouldn't sign it. They would not sign I told them, I said, man, if I could bring New Jack in, <laughs> that place would have, that place would have erupted. <laughs> and they, they black, they black ball it, Yeah, I think you see what people don't understand, like the power and the magnitude of even black folk, and and the cool fact. It, it's like a lot of even um black wrestlers, you know, they put over Kevin Nash and they say he gets it, and they say um Kev was like, not like a black white dude or something. Or Kevin, you know, he understand the certain cool aspect that um. You know, black people are, are associated with. Um, so it's one of the reasons why I think even Kevin he, he said this before in an interview. Like one of the reasons the NWO and stuff really got so hot was at the time they were like the cool black guys without being the cool black yeah. guys. But you we're know, yeah, <laughs> and that's even people could identify with and stuff like that. So, um, and you know, New Jack was was so um, underground as that. You know, he was like you know the the wildest kind of street thing you could kind of see but I wrestling, you know, in ECW and um if he would have came over and done some stuff with you guys, that would have been, you know, huge money because one of the things, I, I only say that because one of the things that helped propel the wrestling business forward was that cool black factor, whether we seen it on NWO in the cool black or whether we seen it on um like The Rock and, you know, in his career, even though The Rock kind of identified more with being Samoan, it was the fact that a lot of black folk really got behind the rack and they were like, yo, you know what I mean? And then that, that really put the racket on him and stuff. So um, I think if, you know, you guys did business in WCW, New Jack with P and all that, and, you know, everybody had their heads together, it would have been great. But it sounds like WCW was just a chaotic um workplace, yeah, which yeah. um there's a story with Eric Bischoff saying that he was shaken down by you guys for some money or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like the money motherfucking had to play with us. Okay. We had, to let them know. we had to let them know we were real niggas. Yep. You know, we were real niggas from the streets. You know, this ain't, you know, a lot of people go into the wrestling business 
and they portray themselves. Of course, so it's a gimmick. To be no, we we were real street. You know, and we had to shut this motherfucker in New York too. You know, it's like you know, I'm gonna name some people who I don't fuck with. Booker T, you know, I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with Hulk Hogan. Okay. You know, because some of the No Limit soldiers came to WCW, a lot of a lot of people try to act door, you know, and so you got to remember when people when, when we came in there. You know, you could. I was, um, I was flying first class. I stayed in suites. You know, I, 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 then when they found out how much money I was making, a lot of the I was, I was making more money than, than some of the big wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. And they were mad at me, but like I told them, hey, motherfucker, be mad at me because you're not negotiating. You know, you niggas are not negotiating. You don't want to negotiate. So, you know, I was making all this money. I was flying first class, living in suites, and you know, and people just, they were mad at me. And, you know, a lot of these brothers, you know, you know, I mean, if you realize how a bunch of these rascals act in real life, you would need something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cutthroat. Of course. you And you hear a lot of stories. I mean, to hear about WCW, I'm unsure if you was still associated with them at the time, but because you mentioned Booker T. Now, I can't remember where um, I got this story from. I'm going to sound like a bad journalist, but um, it was, it could have been Tony Atlas or somebody. You know, I ain't trying to put nobody's name out there, but somebody did an interview and they was talking about, you know, this lawsuit that was going on with WCW around the time where they were saying, you know, not enough black wrestlers are getting um, the right push. And they said some guys got payoffs, like guys like Ice Train and some of those guys, but you never saw them again. They said most of the guys who took the payoff, you never saw him again. They just, you know, stopped using him. But they said, they said Booker was, yeah, they said Booker was one of the guys who um, went against it, and that's why they put the title on him because they said Booker kind of he played ball with him, and you know. So I don't know if you know any much about that, but it, it kind of coincided well, with what you're saying somewhat. Well, you know, Booker seemed. I, I, no, I like Booker, nothing against, but he seemed more of a politician than Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray seemed more like a straight shooter. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I got, I got much respect for Booker. You know, he, you know, he, you know, Booker take care of Booker. He got like, to take care, care of business. Yep. And, you know, and I mean, but there's some shit got back to me that he said about us that I don't like. Okay. You know, so you know, you know, we he said some shit about that came back to me from a lot of sources that he said some shit about the soldiers. But no, nigga, you know, hey, you can you can understand that, but. If you gotta tell me something, tell me from my motherfucking face. Yeah. You know, don't 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 don't, don't tell you know the white rascal. Don't, don't tell me. Yep. You know, but there was some shit that said, and we didn't know how to talk about it. You know, because you know when I was at WCW, even though when I wasn't wrestling, it's still filming and showing. It's still, but I think I realized for a whole year. WCW flew me to every damn show, and they paid me forty, fifty thousand a month just to sit, just to sit in the back. Well, it's no wonder they went out of business. But you know, even though some say it was more for the Time Warner AOL stuff, but it seemed like they had a lot of money to they had a lot of money to this. Um... They were flying me every week to shows, and I was just sitting in the back and just sit there, and they'll they'll pay me, you know, forty, fifty thousand a week. Wow. You know, just to sit there. And I'm like, you know, fuck, you know, it's like, 
So then they called me up and they got brought up by WWE. They was like, look, we want to pay you off and all that kind of shit. No, they made them out of my contract. That's a business. Yep. You know, and let me tell you something. You know, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a health business fan. I'm not a rich person. And, you know, um, one of the persons I can say I respect more as, as a legend Another wrestler was uh, Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious is the nicest man that you ever meet in your life because he kept it real. Because you got to remember, they fucked over Sid a lot too. Yeah, you can hear a lot of stuff about Sid. Yeah. Sid Vicious, the Steiner brothers, were real, real nice. Like, you know, they, they um, clown a lot of those guys nowadays, but you can tell back in the day they probably wouldn't want to clown it. But you see them clowning Sid now, I know the podcast and shit, but you think back in the day, I was like, they were they wouldn't have been clowning Sid like that. <laughs> yeah, people like, I mean, like, people like Kevin Nash. I got much respect for Kevin Nash. You know, you know, um, I, I, I never liked this, uh, the guy walking with the two fifty. Scott, Scott Hall. No, I'm about to punch this fucking ass out one night. Nah, that's crazy. They're telling me, motherfucking, y'all keep taking this rational shit too fucking real for me. I'm, I'm, I'm a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? And if there's a couple of times, I'm about to knock this motherfucker out. Yeah. I don't say that shit to these niggas. You know? So, I mean, and you have to remember, he stays strapped. Yep. You know? He stays strapped. Yep. And a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys come in with this. The sign of, oh, I'm, I'm a wrestler, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know I'm a street nigga before they came wrestling, you know, and I just didn't, I just didn't deal with a lot of them, even to this day, you know, um, so they got these, they got the two black guys, and, um, WWE, I don't know what their names are, um, but, uh, New Day? Yeah, you got the New Day at the minute, yeah. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, I know, but it's 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 crazy. It's I got these guys that are feminine, shaking and booing and asses. Yeah, like, you know, why, yeah. Why, we, why we gotta be the clowns all the time? But what that, what that's, well, that's the thing. Yeah, they got you know. I did do, I did a couple of podcasts on it, and you know they put the title on him for a bit, and then they kind of buried him when they took it off him, and then he just gonna be back to dancing around and stuff now. So um, but why? I mean, I mean. You make, you, make, you make the white boys look like superheroes. You make them look all almighty, but when you're black, you know, you gotta be feminine and shit. You gotta shake your ass and be kind and all that shit. I mean, there's a lot of politics. They say you got, um, you know, Lashley, even though they did have him kind of doing some weird stuff, posing with his ass like a few months back, mm-hmm. but. And then you got um, Our Truth, and he's like, you know. Everybody love our truth, but that's what they 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 kind of like um you know the just for kind of black folk. I don't know, but see, people don't realize we have a very large history in wrestling. We talking about Ocha Cage, we talking about Rick Handy, uh, we talking about um, uh, uh, Big Cat Early Lad. Um, I mean, uh, shit, you know. This, so we just can go back and just, I mean, there's always been, you know, positive black, you know, don't tell dogs. We've always been good wrestling. I think one of the saddest stories, there was a guy by the name of Barry uh, Roy Brown, and he was a professional wrestler, and the brother 
for many years, he's the only American to ever win Olympic medal in judo. And um, that Leroy Brown is, I was told stories that he's the only man that people want to fuck with. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, but, they made, but they made him a job. You know, he made he made the white wrestlers look good. And what happened to Bad, bad News Brown? Yeah, Bad News Brown. Yeah. He was, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. He was a badass man. <laughs> this, this is a true story. I was in Japan, you know, months before I was in Japan, the guys were, the Japanese guys were telling about the story that under the giant called Bad News Brown a nigger. Oh, yeah. So Bad News Brown told the bus driver to pull the bus over, <laughs> and he told under the giant get off the bus. And the signers and all those people told under the giant, you know, man, this dude's gonna hurt you. This is this, this dude is a world champion judo. He, and they said that under the giant refused to get his ass off that bus. Yeah. Because you know I think he apologized to bad news after or something. <laughs> yeah. He was gonna whip his ass. And you know, but but it goes, you know. You know, like I told, like I, I was just telling people, I'm a historian. You know, I, I you know I love you know you know the black wrestlers because I'm from mid south wrestling as a little boy. You know, like I said, you have the Pink Cat Cash, Thunderbolt Patterson, Ray Candy, Ernie Ladd, and these guys are women. You know, you know Junkyard Dog. Yep. You know, um, Abdul the Butcher. You know, all brothers. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it just you know then it came to the point where. You know, I mean, right now, it's, 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 I mean, I know what you mean. It, it, it's the tr it's the trashy stuff. The only time I think they really got, um, because I know not just with the black wrestlers, especially WWE, they known and you know wrestling all over. They kind of known to play on, especially ethnic um, stereotypes. So you know, if the um, a Mexican, they gonna play him this way. If they go, well, I know it's with the Mexicans. They give them their masculinity. They don't mind letting them be the badasses and letting them be the um. Because they, they do that with like LAX and Kona. They let them be the gangsters and the mob figures in some kind of aspect. But when they do with the, when they do with some of the blacks, they they um they make it comedic, like with those guys crime time or whatever, and they kinda like, you know, petty criminals or something, or they, you know, more like jokers or something like that. So, um they don't get to really go full force with it. Um so um I, I think yeah, they you see it a lot, especially with um WWE now I think they got some new guys called Street Profits or something. Um, they so they they all they all you know they they do a lot of the you gonna get the smoke and you know they they sort of like they ain't as corny as the new day though they got a bit more you know I guess swagger to them. But so I, I think it's kind of interesting. But some people say that the business is sort of like that and they you know the audience for the most parts will only accept um, certain types of characters or something and you know so maybe it'll be interesting yeah, yeah. to see if, if there's anything different come out of um, like House of Glory because we know there are some because somebody said this to me before they said you should do like an all black sort of wrestling show but I said it probably ain't really gonna work too much because I said the majority of the rest, wrestling fans are kind of white to be fair and then if you want to put yeah, on a show yeah. You can't really disclude them. Even if I said I want to do a show full of black wrestlers, they're gonna be like, oh, "You still want some, um, 
you know, so it's it kind of a weird one sometimes, but I think the dynamics of it is whether it comes from um, the booking and they don't really like to see, you know, too much dominance from, I guess, some of the black wrestlers, you know, even like Bobby Lashley, they got him as a dominant or something, but he's still, maybe it's, it's just down to his personality, but he's still kind of tame with it, you know, maybe. You know, what I think is, you know what I think is sad? When you can take Brock Lesnar to go into MMA and get his ass fucking ripped, the next week he's in WWE as a world champion. As a badass. <laughs> It don't make no sense. Yep. Because he the guy, he the guy go to WWE, he the guy go in the and get crushed, get knocked out, yep. bloody, and then you bring him in the next month to WWE as a badass world champion. It don't make me, just like, just the name of the guy he wants to sign up. CM, CM Punk, yeah, yeah. He got his ass fucking in the MMA. I'm a man here. He got crushed. Yeah, I, I I think I think people just flexing them because um, <laughs> a I don't think that company. I mean, to be honest, it see it, it looked like you know from what I know of HOG Wrestling, you know, independent company started by the amazing Brad um and a few other guys. Apparently, um, you know, I'm gonna do a bit more research on it, but. You know, they do indie shows as indie shows go. So, you know, they've got a show coming up in November. I think they got Kurt on it and a few, Kurt Angle and a few other people on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's um not like a regular sort of indie show. It'll be interesting to see what type of business, if P actually, you know, is, is keenly interested to come in and, you know, maybe get a televised sort of deal or expand it in some kind of way or if it's just, you know, been like an investment opportunity for him to probably attach his name to and, you know, just kind of capitalize on it from... The indie standpoint, because the, the thing is, even though he ain't in wrestling, he got some catchphrases that that get stuck in wrestling, like "No Limit" and "Bowdy Bowdy." You still got people that say him now, so it's like it's kind of a good move for him to kind of get back his name in the mix. But it remains to be seen, like if if the company, you know, if you're really gonna push more into it to develop it as like a big company, or if it just gonna stay as like an indie promotion, because. It's been more of a development territory, it seems like, in a minute. Correct, correct. Yeah, you know. correct. Developmental. You know, I was talking to some guys out of Tampa, Florida. I won't say their names, but they were for WWE. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, if Master P was smart. Yeah. He was smart. This was if he was. He, he said, he said he would bring out the No Living Soldier. Mm-hmm. And that shit, that shit was hot. Yeah. So big. But you know what I told him? I told them it'll never happen. And they was like, why? I said, number one, you got two problems. I said, his personality is so big that he won't call me. And my personality is so big that I won't answer the phone. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so it ain't going to happen. So, you, you know, if, if we go, if we can even backtrack from that, because, you know, even just talking about No Limit Soldiers, you said a bit earlier um, that it's sort of, not fell apart because P stopped showing up or he stopped um, coming to the shows and stuff. You know that? Can you can kind of explain that? Like, what's at what point was this? Because y'all came in like it was ninety nine, if I remember right. Y'all came in WCW right, right, around ninety nine. Right, well, well, you see, we had a no loss contract, a no match loss contract, but Cowboys were going over so big, and um. Dusty Rose called me up 
and say, look, we got a problem. And I think you can fix it. Now you got to remember, we're talking about Dusty Rhodes. Of course. Okay. Michael J. So, Dusty said, you want to win bad sets to beat. You and Ray Mysterio. Y'all figure out how y'all going to win it, but you and Ray Mysterio are going to win bad sets to beat. He said, but you know, fly to Atlanta, you gotta get the fans of reason to hate the Cowboys. They don't jump you. And I'm like, you know, okay, this, this is wrestling. This is wrestling too. You know, it's not a wrestling match. I go into the ring and the Cowboys get jumped. But it's getting me in the fans of reason to go over at that at the beach. So I fly to Atlanta, they jump me. And everybody, ooh, the Cowboys jumped it slow, you know, and jumped it, you know. Now, yeah. the Georgia Dome is packed, you know. And it, it, it went over so big, you know. They start booing the Cowboys, you know, and blah, blah, you know. So I fly to New Orleans the next day. I go to the bank. And I beg about a guy by the name of Swab Bob, you know. I know. I and, remember um, Swab, yeah. <laughs> and so... You know, I'm going there, you know, I think I'm depositing checks and stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. And, and you know, this is the last conversation we not to be ever had. And so, uh, he, you know, so I say, hey, man, somebody wants to on the phone. Said, okay. So I go on the phone and, <clears throat> motherfucker, nigga, who the fuck you think you are? Motherfucker, nigga, you made us look bad. And I'm like, hey, hey who the fuck you talking to? Nigga, fuck you. So we run back and forth. Hey, motherfucker, you know what's up there? The motherfucker, you know what? You know what? Since you won't do this fucking shit, do it by your motherfucking self. You don't have to fuck That's what it's called. Crazy. And so, and so, we go to Bass at the Beach, and Ted Turner calls us up like, where's Master P? And they're like, the Ranger, where's P? So we had to figure out a match to do our match. And we did the match and I won, you know, we won the match at the beach. It went over big time. And we just stopped showing from the after match. Yeah, we, have, we, we haven't talked since. We haven't spoken since. And it bothered me. You know what I mean? I mean, I thought, you know, I thought he was born. You know, I mean, I'm the only nigga that no limit made that motherfucker five hundred thousand dollars. You know, and he had to do shit. No. You know? I mean, he didn't have to put no money for investments or nothing. I made that dude half a million dollars, one check. Wow. Yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean there was there was so much more that even you think in the potential of what could have been done because um. <clears throat> He was he was in he was instrumental in a lot of the build up with the stuff that you guys were doing and then like you said it just sort of disappeared after a lot of the fans were kind of left disappointed and um I guess that was sort of a habit of what we seen with WCW at that time. I mean, man, they brought me into a room and we had all these no limit shirts and no limit dolls and shit that these people were able to put out and it was like you know you can stop selling that you know because. Man, we go to arenas, man, there was no, there were people with no limit signs. You know, yeah. no limit soldiers, you know. And we weren't even wrestling. 
know, and that, that kind of hurt me, you know, because I mean, uh, I want to explain it to people, okay? I want to explain it to people like you. I have no animosity for no one. You know? I, I hate no one. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at you. I'm not, you know, I don't have no animosity towards him because he's moved on with his life. I'm moving on with my life. Okay? He's into movies, into music. I'm into horses. I'm into dogs. You know, I'm, I'm a farm boy. You know, I still work out. You know, I, you know, I love living on my farm. I love taking care of my family. And I, I read a lot of stuff and I hear a lot of people stuff off the P, the no P, the new the new limit, they jump, it's full and all that kind of uh, ain't, 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 ain't nobody jumping me. <laughs> that, that, that shit ain't happening. Okay? It, and it, it's just that I want people to realize I'm proud of Pete. I'm proud of what he's doing. You know, I, I commend the brother. But it's just not my lifestyle anymore. That's right. You know? You know, I like picking up cow shit and horse shit, dog shit. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I like, you know, I like going into the swamp. You know, I like something. Like fishing, and that's my life at the moment. It's, it's, you know, I got, I got my, I got my family, I got my daughter, I got my lady. Don't worry about nobody. It sounds like you should join yeah. um Eric Bischoff in uh, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I, not. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and um, you know, it, this is it's so ironic because I live in the South. I still live in Louisiana. Okay. You'd be amazed how many people still love this place and, and no limit. Yep. I mean, it's people, people want to take pictures with me, you know. You know oh man, because you have to remember, there's a lot of people that they call themselves swollen, but I'm the original for swollen. Yep. I, I can't stop people. And this was in 1990. So you got people in their 20s, 30s calling themselves swollen. Like, no, man, I've been calling myself. That was, you know, that was so old and so long ago, and I get so much love for No Limit fans. Well, um, I mean, that's that's I, a beautiful I, thing with No Limit, man. The fan base is definitely um a strong, you know, and and I think you know that's why No Limit fans show a lot of you know that solid love because they see whether things are no matter how things sort of went and you know everything kind of had its own little deviation, but. They remember and seen a time when No Limit was like, you know, such a strong unit yeah. in the family. And um, speaking of that, which we're going to segue quickly just into some of the music. Because like you explained, you was around No Limit as like a security, doing, you know, other kind of detail in that as well. Mm -hmm. um, so even with that, No Limit being a family, you know, you shared a story not too long ago about, um, you know, an incident that had happened with the LAPD. But when you explain that yeah. story and you explain that everybody kind of left the state, that show that family mentality where it's like if one of us right. in trouble, everybody go and come and see what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? So um, that 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 you know that that's why I wanted to. But even touching on to that, you know, with you being around the music cycle, we spoke a lot about the um the wrestling and that as well. So maybe we put a little something out there for you know people that go and be listening and you know they know a lot about the music. And like I said, no limit diehard yeah. fans. Would have heard your name on, on songs as well. They would have heard the right. B90s, they heard the big pokey, they heard the big swole, they may have seen you maybe in the background of some right. videos and stuff. So, um, right, what was it like being around the um 
you know, the music side, the, you know, the Soldier Slims, the the big, you know, being around mm-hmm. the, um, what was that side like for you? Man, let me tell you, I miss, I miss Soldier Slims so much, man. And I mean, right, this, I mean, I mean, I really think that if you depict anybody from the limits to represent the two soldiers, they had to be soldiers. You know, they had, they had to be soldiers. I mean, he was funny, you know. I mean, he would battle rap anybody, you know, and everybody was around. Around. Around, you know. He called everybody around. <laughs> It, it, you know, just considering on, you know, you know, uh, to watch him do the last dawn, to sit on that and to sit on, you know, sit on music like um, Bow to Bow to him, you know, fuck the mother niggas. I'm in the studio and, you know, watching Mystical, you know, watching yeah. Mystical just start doing that bouncing, you know, just going off and, yep. and Mia X. I, I, I still say Mia it's still one of the top female rappers. I'd agree, so I've always said that, and I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, yep. And that, see, but Mia didn't show, see, but Mia didn't show her body off, and she didn't walk around naked and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, you know, she was respected. You know, as far as the Miller brothers, you know, Corey was good. You know, Deshaun did his shit. You know, everybody had to, you know, he did his shit. You know, but it was just, you know, we had people like, you know, um, the little soldiers that, that were real, real hot, and I thought they were real good, but you had Eddie Marvin, you know, and you can't talk about no limits if you don't talk about Matt. Yep, oh, Matt was you know, Matt the truth, man. Yep. You know, you know, soldier, soldier, kill, kill, you know? And I mean, and, and, you know, there's so many, there were just so many people. It's just like, you know, I still stay right now. Uh, you know, the number one song that I remember, that I remember No Limit is still, you know, um, Where You From? You know, Where You From? Where, where You from, from? Where You From? You know? Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's called Yeah, yeah. Part, you know? And I mean, I still, I, I still remember doing that song and they started banding it. <laughs> By Scott Douglas. Yeah, Scott Douglas. Yeah. And I mean, they banned that song because every time we played that song, they started a fight. Yeah, you know? I mean the thing is though, if, even in the UK, and you know, No Limit was mad underground, but still, you know, getting out there in the streets. But people knew when it comes, you know, you ain't certain No Limit signs, you ain't getting no playing because they know, you yeah. know, when they No Limit had that reputation, you just know. Uh, <laughs> Man, we, it, it, it was fun. People gonna get I mean, bucked, but got, yeah, yeah, because you got the remember, you know, we had a lot of money. You know, we had all the fancy cars, and there wouldn't be no cash money for the community. Ah, facts. Because, because I'm going to tell you something right now, this is something that people know. You know, Wayne wants to be a no limit soldier. Yep. And that's true. You know, he wants to be no limit, you know. And a lot of people think that we used to beat each other, and we never beat for cash money. There would never be for cash money, because you have to remember, soldiers swim. His friends with uh, Juvenile, you know, BG, BG and so, you know, and you know, and C Murder, he was friends from with, you know, Juvenile and BG, you know, and uh, it was the fans that made it you know, hatred, you know, because they, they thought, you know, you're the No Limit fan or you're the Cash Money fan. Exactly. No, yeah. you're just a hip hop fan, 
you got you got two you got two independent record labels. I'm if I still remember, I told P one time, I said, man, can you imagine how big a tool would be to cash money and no limit? Would have been huge. Would have been huge, but guess what? Who go on last? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who go on last? You know, and um, you know, it's you know, it's I mean the music side. It was to this day, if I do business, I I can still see people doing business, and I still incorporate his business into my business. And I, I like to, you have to remember, I set in on every meeting, a lot of meetings and stuff, and then I have to do the deals like, wow. you know. Uh, that's how it's done. Yep. You know, and I mean, and, um, you know, he's still, he's coming, you know, he, he's, he's smart. You know, and uh, he put, you know, P, you know, P knows he put a movie out. He's not gonna go mainstream. He's gonna still make a lot of money from the hood. He knows the way. Yeah. I mean, do you catch the last movie? That, Did you catch that last one? That I, uh, I got hooked up to. I, I've never seen it. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen it, and I don't know anything about it. Oh, you know? yeah. So I mean, it's, you know, because right now, you know, in my life, you know, I'm into positive documentaries. You know, I'm, I'm into you know, uplifting. Of course, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, not, not, so, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, that's not something I'm not interested to look at. Like right now, I'm still, I'm still interested in, you know, having Tudman. And, you know, and I'm sorry to say, but the big movie, I'm, I'm ready to see Mr. Rogers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. When it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I'm, in, I'm in that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So different, uh, you know, keep the spirit you know, up. You know. you know, and I mean, and I mean, this is one thing we got to remember. And I read, I read a lot of stuff, and I see people, you know, say nasty things, you know, about, but, you know, oh, you know, no limit, you know, y'all music sucks. But, but you brought the music. You listen to the music. Oh, you're the total wrestler. Yeah, but bitch, you watch me wrestle. You know? Why say something negative? It looks like people can't Yeah, I think, you know, with these times that we live in now, people feel they got to say something negative or, you yeah. know, just to get a pop or just to, you know. Yeah, because right now, everybody, and this is this is the craziest thing. I would get asked, who is my favorite rapper right now? You know? And everybody knows who I listen to, and I'm working out, and I'm getting 500. I'm struggling 900. What music turns me on? Give her one name. You know what that name is? Kevin Gates. Okay. That Gates got some Gates, stuff, yeah. Gates, Gates make music that I think sometimes they can make that song just me. And you still keep it in Louisiana, so you know. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep Louisiana, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Kevin Gates fan. That's what's up. I mean, Sometimes when I work out, you know, I might play 10, 15 songs of Kevin Gates in a row. I'm and I feel like I'm going to kill it. I feel like I'm going to kill everybody again. You know? <laughs> now, he definitely brings some of that energy on. And even we're talking that the Braddy energy, or even now, who would you say your favorite um, No Limit artist was it that, you know, for the music? Oh. You know, more so for the music. Could you pick, um like, Big, I mean, Big Ed, he brought a lot of that intensity, I think, yeah, you know. Yeah, God bless Big Ed. 
I, I, I can't say I had a favorite. Okay. When it came down to shine, everybody stepped up. Yep. You know, I mean, now I'd say, that's real. If you like Soldier Sim, you like Soldier Sim. If you like Mac, you like Mac. If you like Fiend, you like Fiend. If you like Mr. you like I mean, everybody had their own style. Yeah, and I think and, that was the dope thing with No Limit. You could like everybody, because everybody had their own little thing. Yeah, so I, I, I can't say I really had my favorite. Because, you know, you know, like even Steady Marvin. You know, Steady Marvin is, is not a popular flute. But Steady Marvin had some good hits. They had some good yeah. shit. Yeah, Bavgate and um, Cricket, they were hot. They had some shit, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Bavgate, that nigga was raw yeah. and, uh, you know, on some shit. They, you know, yeah. And, and I, I still pump, you know, I, 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 to this day, I still pump food. Because, I mean, like, when I, I, I really want a good workout, I still put it on the bed as motherfucker I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and this, you know, and you know, come on, who don't listen to murder, murder? Yep, yeah, she's really all the battle. <laughs> yep, who don't listen to that shit? I mean, shout shot classics, and I mean, no limit. That's the thing. So many classic albums that ain't gonna, um, that just ain't gonna die and gonna keep that timeless sound. Um, on, on a quick note, I, I had um short circuit. He shared a story with us about a time where. He alleged um, Master P slapped Baby in the airport. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about that or if this was after, maybe you yeah. you wouldn't have been around because this could have been in the... Never, yeah, this could have been at a different point. Um, I never I never seen it. But, uh, I never seen it. You know, but I you... Mean, I, it, I mean, I, this is my first time ever hearing it. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean could, could it have happened? Yeah. Yep, that's, you know, that's what I feel. I mean, but, I mean, but I've, I've never, um, I'm not a baby fan. You know, I mean, uh, <coughs> I don't like the way, I don't like the way baby people are always with this artist. I don't like the way he disrespect money. You know, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's some things I heard I didn't like, you know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, it's each of them, you know. It's so many brothers that you play. It's just like you look at the hip hop game right now. It's just so many, so much homosexuality, you know. And people want to know when did all this stuff change? Well, you got to remember it changed when you got to remember he was the most popular artist at the time. Yeah. You know because I mean I I mean I I've seen personally videos of famous people. Getting, getting fucking ass. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you get these guys come up to LA and you know, they want to become they want to become rappers. They go to these parties, niggas get them drunk or, or get them high. Hey man, look, we want to sign you for a million dollars. Hey no man, I ain't signed for a million dollars. Hey, look at these pictures. Yeah, we've had we've had these horror stories online, and we've had them from multiple sources, so we can't just be on um, <laughs> you know, speculation. Yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. I, want, I want you to look at these pictures before you make the decision. Yeah, you know, and that's like you know everybody talk about shit. You know, nobody was man, nobody was seeing this fucking shit. You know, I mean, niggas, I can tell the people y'all think y'all think they made one fucking gun or something. No. I mean, the biggest, baddest motherfuckers can die. Well, that's it. You know? You know, and I mean, and, but you have to remember, we have that New Orleans mentality. 
Of course, you exactly. Know? It's a whole different thing. It, 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 we don't care about these things. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like people meet me and they ask, you know, still the range of mindset. Who's this? And the people who know me personally, like, this don't make them up like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, when you come from New Orleans, our style is different, our walk is different, you know, we dress different, we talk different, you know, but we love each other, you know. And if people were to call me right now and say, look, boy, I got a problem, but I'd probably like a food go help you because I'm, I'm still his boy. Yeah, yeah. You see, I'm still his boy, you know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, what, you know what, what I think is messed up, you know, you know, that I've had a lot of health issues, you know. And none of my fucking ever come, none of my come, none of them ever called me. You know, I was in the hospital for a whole month. Nobody can know when they came with me. No. You know, what, you know, what I think is fucked up, you know. But it's just like I was telling somebody, you know, back in the day, you know, I ran into some financial issues and everybody's like, well, did he help me? And I said, no, he didn't help me. And they were like, why? I said, because I never called him for help. You know, he didn't help me because he didn't want to help me. He didn't help me because I never called him. No, I never asked. You know? I mean, if I, if it's one thing, I know how to make money. You know, when you're from the street, you get paid. You die. Yep. <laughs> One, you know, you know they don't get they don't get paid some kind of way. One way or another, you know? yeah, gotta find a way, man. Figure it out. You know, and I, and I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, mystical. You know, I, all these brothers, you know, and you know, I wish I wish all these brothers the best of luck. You know, it's just like you know, like you and I talk at home, and um, you know, everybody who knows small know I'm big into fiction, and I got a phone call one time and. <laughs> they want some people want from the magazine want to know about TRU something. And so I was like, what is it? They said, well, Master Key has his own 14 line, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, well, I don't know anything about it, but I'll call you back and I'll tell you about it. So, man, I tried to call, and I tried to reach out to Key, you know, see if I can get some of his so I can write a review on it. Man, that was like talking to Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he really. Man, I'm slow. Look, man, I had to go through this person. I had to go through this person. Yeah. And man, after the third person, man, man, fuck y'all. You know, I, I, I don't do that. I'm slow, nigga. Oh, oh, he, he, you know, he, 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 he'll talk to you. I mean, you don't want to talk to your lawyer or your agent. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think especially, um, it's a shame sometimes, but I think down to how other people done conducted business, it then just left it to how they're doing shit now. But um, I think there's a lot more opportunity what could be done, especially with um, the True Muscle stuff. Um, you know, I know, um, I think Big big Court, I, think, I don't even know if they're still doing that protein stuff. I remember at one point they were sort of, um, maybe it's out there selling and stuff, but I don't see them really promoting it like that no more. So, um. I can tell you. I mean, at day level, at day level of business now, there's so much shit that's in and out. You know, I remember at one point they was even reporting that he had his own um, 
like weed or something like that. But I think that deal felt yeah. it didn't go through and stuff. Um, but. Yeah, I think he had energy drinks. Yeah, you know, the, there was a water. There was a water at one point. He'd been launching a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff he'd be kind of pushing. He'd be kind of holding at the forefront a bit more, like you know. But there was a period where there was a few, like you right. There was one kind of energy drink deal. Some, um, I think maybe he did a few like micro deals with some kind of little companies and stuff. Yeah, you know. So, but I don't think I don't know if they in kind of mass production or anything like that. But um, but it's like you said sometimes. I don't know too much about Pete Bendis. Maybe you take them kind of deals where you think, you know, it can, what he can make off it for the time, you know what I mean? As opposed to, um, then he got some other stuff where, like, we see with this money yachty stuff, he probably want to make that a long term sort of thing. So, um, I mean, one thing for sure, those guys are hustling. They, they, they know what they're doing and, um, they're working hard. We well, wish, we wish them the best. And, um, well, well let's, let's end it on this note. I wish, I wish Pete the best of luck. I wish Rome you the best of luck. I wish the whole yellow family. I wish you. And I want you to I want to say thank you very much because we have our Facebook friends and you know, I'm gonna say if, if there's anybody ever follow me, I'm a I'm a positive brother. Amen. You know, I, I'm gonna bring private energy. And you know, I'm sixty five years old. I'm not thirty years old. I don't believe in fighting and fussing and all that kind of stuff. I believe in empowering my people and we have to learn about the financial world. We can learn about the insurance. We can learn how to play the insurance game. You know, we can learn how to play the financial game, the stock market game, the real estate game. Exactly. So many, have so many things. There's so many ways. And we got to yeah. teach each other. And this is the thing where, you know, people got to steady stop being so um, selfish and wanting to be yeah. the, only, the only ones having things or the only yeah. ones. I mean, all, you know, people want to be... Um, not not idolized in one aspect because I suppose man always is gonna idolize another man that they see and so and you know when we think of celebrityism and just um how the industry does shape things you know a lot of people they want to be just known for who they are or what they do but without really advancing and spreading that knowledge out for, to the other people because yeah. um it's like we spoke about earlier where I was saying like even with the music business and certain things we said you know some people they ain't gonna tell you what right. they know because they ain't trying to teach really they trying to leech so um but that's a different story <laughs> yeah but i mean because people people would give you that people would give you the ingredients on how to make a meal but they'll leave put these spices out so you're going to taste better than theirs yeah yeah that makes sense to you yeah yeah, yeah. and that's just the way that's just the way the music industry works you know Brother, look, I want to say thank you very much, man. I appreciate it, yourself, man. So, um, hope yeah. we hopefully this thing come out good for us, and um, I appreciate your time and stuff like that. And um, it's been a pleasure chopping it up with you. Um, and I'm glad we kept it a nice, you know, we got some good information okay. and stuff like that out there for. Uh, but it, it, it's all positive. This is nothing negative. Yeah. You know, I just speak the truth. I just speak the truth. You know, and some people don't want to hear the truth. You know, but I can speak the truth, and uh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm always for the day I die, I'm gonna be big, smooth, and no little soldier. It's not nobody can change about that. That's just who I am. Yeah. You know, and uh, but again, you know, I'm about to go out here and feed my horses. You know, and take care of my dogs. No know? doubt. So um, but on that note, man, well, we salute you, soldier, and um, appreciate all the work and um, the efforts and stuff, and um, we're gonna chop it up soon. Okay, let's make let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man.
All right, bro, you be strong. I need something, man. Much love, bro. All right, stay up. Much love, bro. All right, one. All right.